Hey, I'm your host, Wes. And I'm your host, Scott. Come on in and grab a seat. Because you're hanging with us at the barbershop. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Wes. Well, you know, we're back again one yeah. more time. Yeah. <laughs> Doors open, so we keep coming in, right? Uh, yeah, the door is open because this is work. <laughs> yes. Um, it's technically locked. It is. Yes, Once it is. we're here. It is. Go away, right? public. Locked to the public, but uh, hey, we got uh, three-thirds of the uh, Sawcast Productions ownership in the room tonight. <laughs> we're joined tonight with uh, Andy. Hello. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that we we talked about early on that uh, we, <laughs> we didn't want to politicize the show and there was some, some things we kind of talked about maybe we shouldn't talk about, but I think it's been long enough now and, you know, there's enough, you know, uh, comedy and frustration and there are enough stories out there that we thought, hey, tonight would be a good night to uh, have a little discussion around uh, COVID-19. <laughs> right? It's, it's not going anywhere. No, and, no, it's uh, not. It continues to be an interesting topic and an interesting. It's I think it's digesting um, the orders and how they're pitching it, and every time they pitch it, they kind of pitch it a different way. Right, stay at home, close your businesses. Yeah, but then if you read or listen to it again and again and again, I think everyone can certainly put their own spin on it. Yeah, because this is work. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right, though. And I think when it comes down to this whole interpretation of these orders, first of all, we should just remind everybody that we're in Ontario, Canada. So wherever you are, maybe the rules are a little bit different. But anything that we're talking about tonight is based on uh, Ontario, Canada. So we use a, multi, a multi-tier a system that's color-coded, and I think it's broken down into five colors. The green, the yellow, the orange, the red, and the gray. And uh, I think most of the Canadian provinces are using a a five-tier system as well. They may not use the color coding that we use, but yeah. So currently the entire province is in a state of gray, just like the day outside today. It's a gray day, kind of wet and rainy here, but uh, yeah, not as wet and rainy as my soul right now. Uh, (laughs) Does it bring you down every time we go back? You know, the last time that this happened, when we got like flip, like when we got really like locked down, like not to confuse the lockdown with the, the mandatory stay at home order because they were two separate things. But like, so I was more than content to shutter the business by business. I mean, my, my small retail business, I was fine to do that. And then we, we took a, we actually made a big message about it. We weren't going to record because we couldn't do it safely. And in my mind, it was like, this time around, it was like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? I'm like, I, I don't want to give up. I didn't want to give up doing the show because it's a big therapeutic part of my life, right? It, it keeps me... And it's momentum. And yeah. n- not to say that, you know, there's certain people waiting to, to hear the next episode of Hanging at the Barbershop. All three of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've had, uh, just this week, I've had two separate people comment on back episodes. So, right? Oh, that's good uh, then. Pat from Max Throwing was uh, oh, listening awesome. to uh, the driving with the girls. Oh, good, good. And then uh, certainly injected that he had good stories about driving fast and being stopped by the police. <laughs> I think, you know, as a side note, anything that we talk about, if it provokes a memory or, uh, you know, that kind of uh, reaction from anybody who might be listening, then I think, you know, it's mission accomplished. <laughs> I think so, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's as I say, right? A giggle or a laugh or an aha moment. I think that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but to go back to what you were saying about, uh, you know, does it really make me feel? On some level, it does. I mean, uh, you know, my my retail business was never a cash cow to begin with. So, like I said, I didn't really have much of an issue with altering how I do business that way, which I've been able to maintain, and I'm I'm doing fine. I'm not in any danger of, you know, folding up, and the doors are not going to get shuttered forever unless <laughs> unless the government says so. But I took the podcast from the perspective of this was our hobby. And then, you know, I had to remind myself that no, no, in fact, this isn't just a hobby. It is part of our, there's a plan. And for those of you who know what the plan is, you know what it is. And if, if you don't keep watching our, uh, our social spaces, because you're going to see more of that. But that being said, 
what we do with the podcast. It is work. We have a we have a recording schedule. We have a publishing schedule, and we are we are the three of us are employees. So this is work. So I guess when it comes to that interpretation, it's how much of this work could be done remotely, and that's sort of the there's another kind of gray interpretive right it's <laughs> a fun job it. but it's still a job it is a job absolutely yeah so yeah i mean uh i am not giving this up this time around because i need it in my life to uh to keep me uh motivated so uh as we stand now this will be the third lockdown yeah since march of 2020 yeah it's funny too i was just looking at uh sales from last year to this year and uh you know if if stores are open and taking the right precautions and again this information is sort of from a, a peterborough perspective yeah sure that peterborough certainly wants to be out and shopping in public and um and spending money. And I mean, year over year, like obviously when we were shut down the first time, you know, you're comparing your sales to zeros. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause again, we, we really struggled with figuring out how our business model was going to work at, as a bigger business even. And, um, and this time, you know, you were using 2019 as our year over sales. Yeah. Um, and 2019 was a good year. And I mean, Perspectively, you look at the numbers that we're garnering; they're good numbers, and you know we're making money, and we're we're shrinking that you know that loss every couple of weeks. It's going down by you know two four percent. Right, right. Um, so I mean, in person shopping when the government is allowing people to do it, yeah, is good for business. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, how many times have we been? Uh... Have we been sitting here in the studio and we've had to put a, I mean, of course you guys at home will never know that because we just edited it out, but uh, there's been a few times where we've had like a little ding, ding, ding at the door. Can I come in and shop? Oh, okay. Just hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I mean, I think that, that as we're saying that it's coming down because people haven't been able to do it. I think, right. Anytime yeah. you tell somebody no, the, the urge to do that thing intensifies so you know if you have a parent that uh, is, is very you know stringent on the no smoking or no drinking in oh, my yeah. house well you find a way to do it right yeah yeah as uh as somebody who's been a kid and who's been a parent and who's been a smoker and oh yeah i've seen it from both sides yeah yeah so like you say this is the third time that we've uh we've gone through some variation of shutdown and uh man the first time around i mean you know Panic buying. Did you see that at your? I mean, you're in clothing, right? We, so did, yeah, you, did we, you see we some of that? Closed fairly fast. Yeah. So and did not reopen um, no. to the public for quite some time. Yeah. This time around, so the order came out Thursday, it was like, it was Wednesday. Like this current one? Yeah. Oh my lord! Uh, it came out Wednesday. Was Wednesday. It, it was Wednesday, yeah. And there was not a 24 hour buffer to it. It yeah. ha- and then Thursday we were. Things changed. Yeah, it was and like a... the change from about three o'clock Wednesday afternoon till we were open till nine, and it uh, you know it intensified. We we did way more money than we would have, and the amount of returns oh, yeah. ramped up because right, I right. Think people, people right, anticipating I'm not going to be able to do this. No, and put cash back in hand. Right, yeah, there's no yeah. way I want to hang on to these boots that I don't want. Yeah. So as soon as you, right, like I said, as soon as you tell somebody they can't return it, they want to return it. Do you think companies have become more lenient though with their return policies when the government gets involved and says you non-essential business cannot be open? We've added our time. So right, uh, we have a generous return policy. Sure. Um, you know, unworn, unwashed, tags attached, all that. Yeah. I can resell it. You get a hundred days. That's without any. With, right. So all we've been doing yeah. is adding whatever the shutdown time is. Yeah, yeah. So if you come in and you're 120 days. And we've been shut down for, for 20, 28. Yeah, yeah. Um, it only makes sense to yeah, return okay. that item. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I, I, That's the one thing I've often wondered is like are other businesses kind of working on a sliding scale like that? And I, I think it's good business to do it. But you know what? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, there's still people that don't think that's fair enough. Um, I know, I know. and it's like, right. Or, 
part of the return policy that has nothing to do with COVID. And they're like, sure. well, I don't like that policy. And I'm like, well, guess what? That's the policy. Yeah. You're you're returning your item with a gift receipt, no original receipt. Oh, you're getting yeah, it back yeah. on a merchandise credit. And she's like, well, I don't shop here enough to want it back on to a merchandise. Credit. And you're like, well, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to tell you what's going to happen today or you can keep it. Well, that kind of brings me to a story from today that came out. Now, we joked about this whole, like, as as people who have listened to our show before kind of already have an inkling that uh, we'd like to travel. And that's one of those things that's kind of been affected by our, uh, by the current state of uh, the pandemic. So you know, trying to get creative with other, what can we do to fill that, you know, I need a vacation, uh, void. And last year we talked about, why don't we, uh, get together and rent a houseboat? Well, lo and behold, if today one of our two local houseboat companies has just announced their closure effective immediately, but I couldn't help but notice one. (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, in one of the local community groups, did you see that somebody had said, I have a gift certificate. Are you going to compensate me? You know what? I, I there was an article later. Yeah, and uh, it talked about anybody that had a deposit, sure, or a booking was called yeah. and canceled and refunded. I did see that message so, that they were going to get a refund. But, but I, I mean, when Video Image closed in Fenland Falls, oh yeah, and my dad was a huge. We used to give him gift books. Of, oh yeah, right? I, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Ray was hard to shop for and that was something yeah. he liked to do was go and rent movies before the day of streaming. Yeah. And he went in when the new people had bought it and they were not... They were not going to honor the previous... Old ones. Yeah. No, which usually you buy there... That's usually within a business's... You buy all that Goodwill stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they... <laughs> Which my right dad didn't care. I don't think he rented movies there anymore. But no, and I mean that's that's your choice. I find it interesting though, like because I'm the type of person that I see a comment like that, and my first thing is, you know, is there anything to what this person is saying or what they're asking for? And I don't know. I tried to look up what the laws were on what happens to gift certificates, like you say, when somebody goes out of business or when. A business changes hands, and I and I couldn't find everything I was looking for, but I did, I did find out that if it's if a business is closing because of a bankruptcy or an insolvency, there's almost nothing that you can do nope. to get anything back. Yeah, ideally now I think maybe it's seven years ago that gift cards, gift cards, physical gift cards yeah. do not expire. They don't expire anymore in the province of Ontario. Interesting. Now, um, your prepaid visas and MasterCards have service fees and things like that where they sure, start to sure. tick down. And I believe when you buy a multi-store gift card, like something from like Lansdowne Place where you buy a right, land, right? right? And it's good for any any store in the mall. Yes. Yeah. And they have right in their fine print that, yeah. you know, after a certain amount of time, they're charging you a two buck a month. Oh, service really? fee that comes off the top of the card. You betcha. So you can go there one day and have a very empty gift Your card. Your $50 gift card is worth four. Yeah. So, so you know, there's a cost to that convenience and of the maintenance, maintaining that gift card system. Well, my first thought, and I, and I actually, I kind of word this, you know, as I was responding to this person who had asked the question, I thought, well, what if it's like, let's use, we'll use us for example. If I bought you the gift certificate, do you get any compensation? Because you didn't pay for that gift certificate. Is there anything to compensate you for? Should I not be compensated because I'm the one who bought it? The spender of the money, right? Yeah. I guess presumably maybe that's why they always ask you, do you want a gift receipt with that? Right. For return purposes. But I mean, you know, I mean, if I, I'm generally not the type of person that will buy something that is with the intention of that, the person I'm giving it to is going to return it. Because right. I think that's that just show <laughs> doesn't show very good uh, you know insight as to who you're buying for when you do that. But then again, if it's some something you just don't know what to buy. Yeah, sometimes though too, and um, they were always very generous. They donated a lot yeah. of yeah. gift cards and stuff out to not for profits. Mm-hmm. And then you do an auction, and somebody would bid you know eight hundred dollars for a twelve hundred dollar right. Gift certificate. So, I mean, right, you, yes, you paid for it, but you did it as a donation. Yeah. And now you're not going to be able to necessarily use it, but. You know, it's it's a really, it's a conundrum no matter how you look at it. I mean, certainly that 
and I mean that the person who asked the question took some heat over asking that question from other commenters because, you know, Facebook and pack mentality and all that stuff. But she has a point. She has a very valid question. It's no different than, and this is another thing to tie the two together, Transat. So Transat, third largest airline in Canada, was uh, potentially going to be purchased by Air Canada. And there was uh, there was a bit of a, uh, it's kind of up in the air because they were waiting to see if the European Union was going to sign off on antitrust concerns. Well, the deadline came and went and Air Canada has backed out. So now Transat is looking for a government bailout. And I think the last article I read said something to the tune of five hundred million. Because you've got money tied up there. Uh three thousand dollars. Right. So I mean And if they close I'm out three grand. Yep. But it's not like a gift certificate to, you know, Lansdowne place for fifty bucks. I mean, I would ask, is this worth pursuing? Fifty bucks, maybe not, but three thousand dollars? That's a hit in the pants that I don't need. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yeah. And Transat really doesn't do anything other. Because you went in we and, did, we and they don't really have any like non-vacation yeah, flying. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't do package. Nobody's really selling Canadian vacation packages right. inside of Canada. You know, I could get a flight within Canada to the airports that they service, but that was about it. And then the other thing that our agent told us was she might be able to get us a car rental. And that was it. It's a lot of car rentals. Well, anyway, we, because of this, again, not just Ontario, but any of the places that we would have went to because of their spike in COVID, we decided not to uh, right. not to do that. So there is currently $3,000 sitting in a travel credit somewhere. Yeah. That may or may not get used at some time. Well, it <laughs> makes, they let us makes a choice of as soon as it's available or they get their bail, as soon as you can travel. Like everyone's yeah. going to travel because yeah, who yeah. wants to, who wants to attempt that or are people going st- yeah. to start? And I think too, when, the, when, when we get to a new normal yep. and I think that you haven't even thought of that, right? Are you ever going to prepay for a vacation again? For me, I probably will because it's the only way I'm going to be able to take it is to book it and then pay it off over that, that prescribed period that they let you pay it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, very rarely am I ever in a position, unless, you know, 649 or the Lotto Max comes through, in which case we's all going wherever the hell we want. Right, right, right. When it, the, the numbers hit. <laughs> That's right. Um, we'll be podcasting from Jamaica, man. So, right. So, <laughs> so from that perspective, then you'd remain the same way yeah, of doing pretty it, Pretty right? much. I don't have, because my, my income to debt ratio requires me to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <sighs> pretty much. Interesting. And the other thing I was, um, did you read the rest of that article for the actual reason that they probably closed? I did. And so like my first thought was, well, your competitor down the road has insurance. Did you call them and see who they're using? That's what I thought. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know, you, and you probably had the next, you know, you might have the biggest fleet or one of the most recognized right. brands, yeah. but I mean, just down the road is another guy that's hustling and still building boats and still putting boats in the water this yeah, year. Yeah. So just to just to hit that one on the nose, the actual reason for the uh, the closure was that the company has uh, claimed that they can no longer get insurance on their fleet. Weird. And I mean, there's got to be like I don't know how many just low. I can think of four locally. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's got to be something. But I get you know what? How close were you to shuttering the doors anyway? So they say they were uh, 43 years in operation. Yeah. 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 Two generations. And and I mean, right. Who knows? Right. And maybe none of the boys showed any interest. I think they have three boys and maybe none of them (laughs) show any interest in being captains. Well, I mean, especially with the state of the world right now, would you be so keen on taking on that kind of risk? Probably. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat. So. You know, uh, no we certainly, we, yeah, we certainly wish them well, whether it's a restructure or a straight up closure, but, uh, yeah, uh, another kick in the pants from, uh, from COVID. Wow. Biggest kick in the pants. No more Lindsay Axe Club, bud. Oh, you know what? You had to remind me. You're I welcome. thought I was going to get out of that. I thought yeah. I was going to get through an episode without having to talk about Axe. Uh, well, we talk about it a lot. It means I a lot. know. I, I feel like it means a lot to you and me. But it yeah. means enough that it comes up that much. And uh, they unfortunately have decided from a, a cost inhibited that they they're, they folded up. Their final day was two weeks ago. Yeah. 
and uh, they're closed for business. So, um, yeah, it's off to Peterborough if we want to check out. If Agus. we want to continue, uh, you know, throwing sharp shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It just shows, right, that, you know, those are the businesses that truly are struggling, right? I mean, I think we could probably name a couple other popular businesses in the area that just have not been able to get back to the to, way to, to pivot yeah. right to a different to an online model or a delivery yeah. model yeah um and you, i i think like right i think about you and what you've done and you pretty much digitized and got every one of your SKUs onto your website just well it's a it's an ongoing process but yes it, we're definitely well <laughs> on the i mean way. you've used your downtime that's right to be yep. here yep. so i mean right it's not like you haven't been going to work <laughs> You know, I need to quantify that a little more. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, there. right, yeah. right. It's not like, okay, well, they told me to shutter my business and I've been watching my ass grow on my couch. Uh, I wouldn't, you know what? I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have a week or two of that. But uh, there was definitely, like, you were here late, like nights. There, nights. Were, there were a few nights where I see we when were the lights here. are yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, don't, don't. I think everybody has that, like. Certainly the first lockdown, I probably, right for me, I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then my bosses were very <laughs> were very generous. And, uh, you know, the elder household will <laughs> remain afloat. Will survive. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But uh, yeah. And, but this is the thing is like, right, I can't imagine the stressors of being a small town family business um, yeah. or, yeah, yeah. you know, an independent business owner like yourself yeah, and trying to make things work. Now, Andy, you, you are, uh, you are, uh, your, your, what do we call it? Your nine to five, your Monday to Friday, your Monday to Friday did not really suffer from COVID more so that it suffered from restructuring and, and the digital, yeah, the digital age. So for those of you who don't know, Andy, you were a part of the, uh, oh, post media group. No, I was part of the Metroland. Oh, thank you. It was one of them. I knew it was one of them. They were the enemy until they did some training (laughs) and it turned out that they bought them. So, (laughs) Oh, do you know? Yeah. So, uh, ended up losing your nine to five because, Hey, people apparently don't read newspapers anymore. Well, that's what they say. But your family, you guys, you've got a family run business just up the road here from us. Yep. And, uh, I know I, I've, uh, I've come in and I've, I've utilized your, your dad's services and your mom has sold me some gear. So I kind of get that you guys are making the best of a bad situation. How are you guys doing up there? They're doing all right. They're yeah. deemed essential. So yeah. So small engine repair and, uh, and I guess equipment really. S- sales yeah. and service. Yeah. Right? Sales yeah. And yeah. Service yeah. Of, uh, small engine equipment. And- yeah. Because I think it's one of those crazy things. I they might did they see a spike like more people doing stuff themselves because they're stuck at bit. home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, we need this shit fixed now that I'm actually going to use it. Yep. But hey, uh, we bought a brand new snowblower this year. It's sparkly. Yeah, it's pretty bright. <laughs> it's orange. <laughs> like, is it, is it like hu- everything else that comes out of there? Is it a husky? It is. It's, that's why it's yeah. orange. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I mean that's right. That's a good feeling. So, I mean, right, uh, that means, like, what, five people get to still go to work because you're deemed essential? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But, right, that's right. That's less stress on five other families, right? So, I mean, oh my good, gosh, yeah. right? That's how I look at it. I feel bad every time we cut hours. And, I mean, we're, we're a little bit, bit bigger business. Like, right, we might touch 35 to 50 families. Sure, sure. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're cutting hours. We'll still be open. We can give you, give you some shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not. It's not going to be what you were getting, right? And yeah, I feel like it's a whole other conversation of not that it's CERB anymore. I think it's um, yeah. I don't know what the acronym is. Uh, Canadian Workers Benefit. So yeah. CWB this time around, which sure. and it's a little less money too. I think, but. Seems like it's accessible from what I've talked to my staff, and that they can get it, and it seems to come auto deposited into your account fairly regularly as long as you're applying for it. You can still be making a little bit of money and still get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be interesting when it's all said and done if we uh, have an entire generation of people that are screwing up their income tax. But well, you know, uh, Kim, my wife, she's a uh, she works in the personal personal service world hardest hit yeah 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 so and believe it or not she's actually quite excited to have some time away she's been been productive with it 
And I think too, and, and this is, I mean, not to put words in Kim's mouth or assumptions, but I mean, from a guy looking on the outside, yeah. I think every time there's a closure and a reopening, she's put so much of herself into her policies and her procedures. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that the average person doesn't appreciate how much nope. time that they don't. takes. They don't. And that <laughs> that she's not making up the rules. No, that's the she's, biggest thing. She's instituting a policy that's been given to her by oh the health gosh, unit yeah. and the government. Uh, I wish she was here tonight that she could tell you more of these stories. But at the same time, I think if we asked her, she would get a little clammy and not want to, you know, at the expense of embarrassing somebody. But I have no such compunctions. So guess what? <laughs> <laughs> the last time, I should say maybe the first time, the first time that we got shut down, this is funny too, is, and it's a very select few, right? I mean, the clientele, the age of the clientele, and maybe the sense of entitlement, which I think is pervasive with a lot of the, the, the issues surrounding COVID, at least from a consumer standpoint, is people just are tired of everything and that's starting to bubble up to the top. But uh, man, you've never seen a group more like, I want what I want than these little old ladies that want right. to get their hair done. And I mean, the, I want it all and I want it now. As we were watching what was going on around the country and of course in the US and other countries and then the economies were starting to spool up again. The phone would ring. I just saw on the news, you're allowed to work. And it'd be like, um, what news are you watching? Because that was British Columbia or that was Alberta or that was Washington state, you know, like not on, well, I just saw it on the six o'clock news. Yeah. I'm sure you did. And they wanted to apply to them. And as I, as That's I said, right, yeah. everyone's yeah, taking yeah. the rules and spinning them how they want them. Or they would say now, because this is one thing that Kim does do is she will do house calls. And she's perfectly content to come to your house and bring all of her equipment with her. And she is content to give you full service treatment in your home. You're going to pay for it, but she's more than happy to do that. Except she will not break the law. So all the, all of the at home stuff has now stopped. And so people are calling around and we've, I, I have answered the phone, which is funny because I don't usually answer the phone. So calling around is in like now you're getting people like that new, aren't Kim's new no, clients, right? Like Testing never, the waters. Yeah, we've never heard. So is this the is this the hair salon? Uh, yes, it is. So um, is she like uh, going to be open tomorrow? This was on the Thursday, right? And uh, I'm like, there is no way that you're going to get in before the month of May. Oh well, um, does she do side jobs? <laughs> and I said to her. I said to this unknown voice on the other end of the phone, I said, she will not break the law for your convenience. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just keep trying then. Oh, okay. And then we've never heard from them again. So. Well, that kind of bodes into one of the uh, the topics that I pulled up today. Yeah, sure. um, Peterborough Barbershop was served a Section 22 order oh my God, to I close on Friday after willfully defying the provincial shutdown order associated with COVID-19. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a gentleman down in, uh, East city at, uh, who's next, who's next barbershop on 72 Hunter street. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and he's staying open. He, he's at the point where he thinks that him closing and not being eligible for any grants is a threat to his livelihood, livelihood and supporting yeah. his family. And he's like, I've never not supported my family. So, and he picked himself, himself up a nice $3,000 fine, but. He's also hooked up with the uh, the anti-maskers of Peterborough, and uh, uh, they're stirring their rhetoric. And uh, it's really it's a tough it's a tough place to be in if you're a small business owner. I think because I am because I am financially stable, I don't feel it the same way that other small business owners do. Where like I know that my I'm going to be able to pay my rent if I don't make a sale this month. And I've tried to explain that to Kim where it's like, you know, my opinions are starting to shift a little bit because I do appreciate what these other guys, and I know a, a toy store owner in Bolton, so uh, Derek Noble at Noble Toys in Bolton. He's another one who is defiantly, now not this time around, the last time around, he stayed open and he accumulated like like big, big fines to the point where it's like, this time around, it's just he can't afford to to go through it. Again. And his thoughts are: he will pay them, or he'll he'll go to court uh, you know, and fight I th them. I think he's his intent is to go to court and fight them, which is fine. Everybody deserves their day in court. But what do you do in the meantime, right? I mean, look at look at what's his name the 
the restaurant guy, the unlicensed restaurant ah, guy, Andy. You and I were talking about yes. him the other day. Did the city of Toronto went in and changed the locks on his doors oh, and locked him out? Barricaded the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete regiment of police on horseback and. Uh... Yeah, so I mean, uh, where do you draw the line between you know, you know, my livelihood? Like, where does my livelihood sit on the scale of what's best for everybody? Right. You know, and and how do you determine? You know, it's a choice that everybody has to make for themselves. What is best for for everybody? Well, here's a story. So we have opted. Um, we are not mask mandatory at your place of business. Correct. Sure. So you can come in and you can be medically exempt from wearing a mask, and that's amazing sure. how many people come in that look, are medically exempt. Yep, and we won't talk whether they look healthy or no. whatever. Because I mean, right? There's a whole slew of things. Sure. But our policy has changed. <laughs> It's now changed. So we now require two forms of protection to be able to assist you. So if oh, you sure, come in, sure. um, all our staff wear masks. And if I'm going to help you and yep. you choose to be unmasked, yep. I also have to have a visor on. Okay. So right, that person's come in, that's fine. And then they ask for help. And you're like, well, I'll just be a moment. I have to go grab I've my visor. I've got to go mask up. I have to go grab my <laughs> visor. And yeah, then sure. they lose their bananas. And I'm like, well, listen. Do you actually take the time to explain this? I have. Oh, man. Twi- Good twi- for you. Twice. Good for right? you. Right? I said, we've been more than happy to have you come in and not even question whether you're medically sure. exempt. Just assuming. Yeah. Because I've already had three other customers want me to come Because it's not in. your place to police it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Right? and customers want you to go and confront them and be like, why are you not wearing yeah, a mask? some people do that. And I'm like, well, it's because they're medically exempt. And I don't know if they're medically exempt and I'm not going to bother to ask them. No. Yeah. And, uh, but now I have yeah. a policy that states if you require assistance, sure, I need two forms of protection. So okay. if you're done listening, sure. Yeah. Or you can continue helping to yourself, sh- helping yourself <laughs> and shopping <laughs> and right. You can, and cash out and yeah. it's fine. Yeah, or yeah. you can leave the business. Yeah. Not denying anything, but this is no, the way it has to go. But it, yeah, if you can't figure out whether you're a 32, 32, or a 34, 32, <laughs> maybe you should bring your mom with you when you shop. Oh boy. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready, Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? But yeah... So, I, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Where we're, you know, we're lenient to a point. Sure. But then it's like, well, now you've stepped past this and that. Yeah. Right? You just don't get it. Yeah. So. Medical exemption is a whole other ball of wax, man. I know you and I have had some philosophical differences of opinion on how it goes. And I just, you know, at the end of the day, if you're medically exempt, you're medically exempt. I don't care. But you know what? Don't knock on my door. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm I'm happy to bring you whatever you want to the door, but uh, no. <laughs> no, and you as the right in your business, yeah. you you know they have a choice to not, not wear a mask, here. and you also have a choice of not allowing them <laughs> in your business. That's right. Yeah, and you're not infringing on their that, rights. And that's I think a lot of people forget that. It's and like, they're like, you're infringing on my rights. I'm like, no, this no. is private property. I can yeah. do whatever I want. Yeah. The health and, unit has said, you know, in that first release, you know, you should not. It doesn't say you will not. That's a whole other episode on should and shall nots and, and legalese, but uh, should not deny anybody uh, service or your business. And I'm not denying anybody anything. You have 100%. You can go on my website. You can look. You can call me. I'll stand on the other side of the glass, and I'll even walk around with my camera phone out, and I'll show you what's on the shelf. And you tell me, yeah, show me that thing. I'm happy to do that for you. Yep. But, uh, you know, don't don't come knocking on my door looking for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it just, it's the wrong, I am the wrong person to, uh, to field that one. Yeah. So I've been very fortunate where I have not, I have not had that happen to me. I've not had the, uh, I don't want to say problem customer cause that's not really fair, but I haven't had that person who's gotten really upset about anything. It hasn't happened here. So, you know, knock on uh, wood for that one. Right. <laughs> Seen a few of them though. 
Yes, we have. Oh, yes. We very saw recently. Yeah, very recently. <laughs> a fellow who wanted to exchange his controller because the dog ate it. Yeah, yeah. Just that sense of like, you know, are you kidding me? Are you are you kidding me? And that was the guy's exact words. Are you kidding me right now? And the guy by the counter, no. <laughs> what business was this at? It was at an EB Games location. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I guess if you got the warranty and the warranty was for anything. Yeah. Um, Cause right. They, uh, I mean, Apple's warranty, right. will cover you if you drop it in the toilet or yeah, yeah. fault of your own. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, right. If you just bought it, you didn't get the warranty and the dog ate it, you know, pound salt. Yeah. To the point where it was like, and the guy was like genuinely like, listen, you know, I've worked here this many years because the, the guy even said, has your policy changed? And he's like, no, he's like in the four years that I've worked here, that has been the policy. And maybe it was the fault of the customer who came in and just willfully disclosed my dog ate it. You know what I mean? Like not even like, didn't even try to BS his way. Like right. I accidentally tripped on the cord and broke it or no, it was like mangled, like, yeah. like chewed it, on. Yeah. It was, oh, the chew marks aren't where I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on the counter was even good. He's like, you know, we ordinarily we'd take all this kind of stuff. Cause you know, we'd send them back and they get refurbed and we can, we can resell them. But like something like that there, nope, you can't, there's nothing you can do with it. It's just in pieces. It's destroyed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's everywhere, right? And and again, that's his, his assumption that you know, that's like somebody that cuts the leather on their boot from something they did at yeah, their job, yeah, or they yeah. catch their coat on a nail and the yep. the coat rips, and they're like, "Well, it should have been tougher." And I'm like, "You should have not ran into a nail." Yeah, like yeah, yeah. let's. Let, <laughs> You're not buying Kevlar. Yeah, in we're our, getting into an argument about what you think it should be and what I think it should be. In our business, we see it all the time. Like in the in the uh, toy collector world, they see it all the time, especially when it comes to Amazon. People getting losing their minds because you know Amazon takes you know action figure A, throws it in a box with you know one layer of bubble wrap. They might fold the card in half to fit it in the box and then mail it out. They don't care. <laughs> People lose their minds. Oh my God, I got this action figure in the box and it came out and it smashed up. And it's like, yep, that's the reality of it. They're not so Amazon would not take a damaged package. I'm sure they would. Right. I'm sure they would, but you know, it's more, it's more prudent for you as the, you know, irate collector to jump on your, your favorite Facebook toy group and deride (sighs) them, you know? I mean, not that I've done a lot of Amazon returns, but I've done one. <laughs> right, right. One. <laughs> I uh, I uh, facilitated one for Georgia. She ordered a couple of sweaters at Christmas yep. time. Wasn't exactly as pictured as shown, and the fit was a little different. Was your return as smooth as mine? Um, took me two emails. So we emailed the vendor first, which was oh the, third party vendor. Yeah, mm. and no reply. And then contacted Amazon, Amazon and let them know that we had not heard. Yeah, uh, they were quick to credit her account. Amazon did it, and yep. then they'll take it up with them. Oh, that's and, good. Um, quite uh, welcome to keep the other sweaters if you wish. Oh, nice. Yeah. So oh, it's cool. like, oh, that's win-win. But I mean, again, it, they weren't wearable to her. It wasn't something that she enjoyed or the sizing wasn't yeah. right. So I mean, yeah. maybe it got re-gifted. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I thought that was right. And so so it should be for a company the size of Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. Multi-billion dollar company. For the $63 boop, boop, worth boop, boop, boop. of, yeah, $63 <laughs> worth of sweaters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Andy? You got any horror stories? Uh, I've only done one return and it was pretty smooth. Oh, wicked. But the funny thing was the thing I ordered, they sent me the wrong one. So sent it back. No problem. Yeah. But then one showed up on the warehouse deals oh. and I said, is this the same one I just sent? Is you this back? the same item that I just ordered? <laughs> and they're like, we don't know. So I gambled, I ordered and it turned out it was the actual item I wanted. That you so. did want. Oh, nice. So I did end up getting the one that I was after. Oh, perfect. That's cool. Weird. But yeah, you know what? I think you've been ordering. We ordered enough. I guess we ordered all of this stuff. We did, yeah. I mean, um, uh, all of our upstart, we did, yeah. And then uh, have you done a whole lot of other orders? Uh, I actually, I just ordered some stuff from Canadian Tire yesterday. Right? Yeah. And that trip I, went well? That was uh, super smooth. I uh, I ordered, uh, wanted to replace the garden hose this year because the, the 150 footer I have weighs a ton. And, uh, it means uh, great. I can get around the yard with it, but it's just like, oh, it's such a drag <laughs> literally. So I ordered two shorter garden hoses, uh, bought a pressure washer. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So ordered the whole thing online, 
checked out. Uh, they asked me, uh, basically used my phone. So it used the GPS on my phone to locate the store that I wanted. And I, I ended up changing it to the next town over because it's more selection there. And uh, they said, okay, yeah, your order's in. Paid for it with a credit card. Sent me a confirmation email and said, you know, don't come to the store until you get the confer or until you get your it's ready to pick up and message. That, and the order said that. Yeah, it says it right on it. So, <laughs> which was kind of disappointing because it's like, oh, your order should be ready after four o'clock today. And then the uh, the message came in at like ten after five when the store was closing at five thirty. So it was just not I couldn't get there in the right. twenty minutes of time for them to uh, to do it. So I went and picked it up today, and uh, pretty slick operation. You literally pull into the parking lot. You pull into one of the marked spaces, you open up the email that you got, and you hit the little, there's an embedded check-in link, hit the check-in link, and it immediately connected me to the store, and uh, basically gave me a real-time, like, spinny wheel thing, yeah. like, oh, your order is being reviewed, your order is being picked, your order is on the way out. I turn around, there's, there's a kid. Here you go, sir. You know what's so funny? Yeah. That, right, in theory, we're all one big, you know, Canadian yeah, tire. Yeah, tire marks. And yeah. our pickup service is <laughs> terrible. Oh. Does not, I probably would tell you about half the people end up phoning the store and really? being like, I'm out here and the, oh, little, wow. the little circle's just been spinning away. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, you guys are using the same uh, system. I don't know. Powered, I haven't. Powered by sync. I've actually never looked oh, really? at Right, it doesn't say anything on my handheld, and I haven't no. I haven't done a test one from my phone. Right, but it'd be interesting to see if it was the same thing. And then I think that comes down to possibly payroll hours. Maybe Canadian Tires just got more sure sure boots on the ground. Yeah, and we're just falling behind. So, has anybody uh, anybody here actually had a COVID scare, an actual scare, or a contact? No, not particular. Like nothing where it's forced me to stay home. Like we've had yeah. a few people at, at work that certainly have had a couple scares and things like that. We sure. had some Fleming students and stuff and Oh boy. But nothing that trickled back that forced me to do anything. We did. Right. We had one and it wasn't do you call it a scare? I don't know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I mean it was sort of on the tail end of when, you know, Kim was seeing clients, so it could have been anybody walked in with a virus of some kind. So now did she get notification that she had been exposed? She did not. So there was no, yeah, it wasn't a contact trace thing where like, hey, this is the health unit calling. You need to go get tested. It was, uh, you know, I woke up one morning and I have, not me, this my wife wakes up one morning and she's got a, you know, sore throat and some other respiratory symptoms. Right. Kind of feeling like life. Right. So like any normal person, what does she say? I'm going to call my, my nurse practitioner and see if I should go over and uh, see if she can help me out. Because that's what a normal person would do, right? Right. So she phones up, and the nurse practitioner's office is like, nope, don't want to see you. Get a COVID test. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's how we're doing things now. Right. And I mean, from that perspective, like you're not wanting to bring somebody in that's symptomatic no. into your office, right? Yeah. And here I am. I am like, as I've gotten older, I'm developing things that I just like. Apparently, when you get older, your body changes. And so now here I am at like, you know, mid 40s. And it's like, allergies? What the hell? Like, right. I've never had allergies my whole damn life. And now it's like, I'm like, all. So I'm like, no, no, honestly, I'm not sick. I'm just, it's allergies. Oh, thank God, Andy. I thought he was going to tell us he got saggy balls. Because <laughs> let me tell you, oh, the show's not over. <laughs> Right. So, right. That's so, a whole other story. Yeah. Kim, Kim's not feeling well. You feel good. I feel good throughout. Lloyd, my father-in-law, who is a career smoker, you can't distinguish, you know, what's a smoker's versus, you know, is he actually sick? The man had a pneumonia for like several months of living with us and couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Yeah. But that's another story too. Anyway. Um, so Kim calls, can't yeah, so go she calls, see her can't, doctor. Can't go see your doctor. Go get a COVID test. And now in the province of Ontario, you cannot, you cannot drive in and just get one anymore. You must call the line. You must get, you must book it. Or, I mean, you could be one of those I'm entitled types and you could go to the ER and you could fudge your way in and they would probably give you one, but we're not like that. So anyway, it's uh, you're supposed to get a call back within two business days. Well, four business days later. <laughs> Still no nothing. It's like listen, and the they're very specific with the instructions. Like don't don't leave multiple messages. We'll get back to you. They don't want right. You know multiple. They're already behind. Right. So call the nurse practitioner again and say, listen, uh, we called and uh, there's been nothing. And what do you want me to do? 
And she's like, we'll call him again. And if you don't hear by the end of the day, call me tomorrow and I'll start making phone calls. In the meantime, we've all basically shut our lives down. It's like, oh, Kim's got, you know, has been told to get a COVID test. We're not going anywhere. Which is the right thing to do. Right. Congratulations on being a decent human being. So we did all that. And then they finally call back. So what do you need a COVID test for? Like, really? You have to ask? So, you know, Kim being Kim, she's super polite. And she's like, well, I, I had some, you know, sore throat and some other kind of little niggly cold symptoms. And my nurse practitioner said I should call and get a test before she would see me in the office. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll book you in a time. Any conversation about what she does for a living when, uh, when they are asking her? You know, it's funny. I never asked her and she never did say so. That's a good question. I'm going to ask her when I get home tonight. Because you'd think, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you'd think that would maybe like ramp up her service. They probably That'd be like, did. oh my gosh. Yeah. Here's yeah, somebody yeah. that has contact. Yeah. With, with the public. Yeah. Close contact. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. But in the course of this phone call, she's like, so my husband and my father, we all live close quarters in the same house. And they're like, do you want them to come and get tested as well? And I assume it's a nurse or whoever on the end of the phone. Do they have symptoms? And Kim was like, no, They're like nope, we don't want to see them. And I was like, wait, what? I so just I just shut my life down for the last two days, but you didn't you don't want to see me anyway? Because right at the end of the day, that's one less, two less tests are going to have to run. Yeah, I guess. So it's, and right, so she goes and gets swabbed. Yep. Gets her brain tickled. Yep. And gets a negative negative test. So yep. that which means you guys are negative. That's right. So there they've saved themselves whatever two, the cost of yes. two tests are. And time yeah. and lab work. Yeah, yeah and of course, of course. So, oh, and lab work. Speaking of lab work, because it's all online now, you actually see where your lab uh, results get uh, processed. Oh, cool. So her lab, so she got tested in Lindsay. Her lab work was processed in Kingston. Wow. Yeah. So it was an interesting little. Uh, so apparently, there's UPS fees in there too. Yeah. I, who knows? Who knows? Interesting, right? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought yeah, I would have yeah. gone that far. So speaking of hospitals and stuff, uh, did you guys see that uh, with this time around, there's now some new, under the Emergency Act, there's some new, there's a new caveat there where it comes to uh, inpatient care? Nope. So there is now, uh, the provincial government has authorized hospitals to do patient transfers without consulting on certain cases. So if I'm unconscious and on an incubator with COVID, I'll maybe switch to a different you may be ICU? Going, yeah, you may go somewhere else depending... I don't know exactly what the specific conditions are, but the, essentially it is to prevent the overwhelming of any particular ER right. or ICU. Which makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. right, if you look as, as Ontario hospitals as, as, a, as one thing, yeah. that makes sense to share, share resources, yep, space, sure and if all of a sudden... Share the load. Yeah, and if you don't have as many cases here and you have free beds or you have free personnel... Why would you not? Well, devil's advocate. Let's take. Let's talk about the other side of that, and and uh, maybe this is more rhetoric. But like, look, we live squat in the middle of cottage country, and how many locals residents are like up in arms over tourists? Right, because they're coming from gray zones, right. to their you know yellow zone cottage. Right, the same people that would say, "Why is that?" patient from Toronto coming and taking up a bed in Kawartha Lakes when that could be used on a Kawartha Lakes patient. But there like is, it's just, it's, it's but there an unwinnable. Is, but there is no Kawartha Lakes patients, right? Well, and that's, that's the thing. Well, there is this week. I know. <laughs> there is this but, week. The numbers are showing a spike for us. Yeah. Yeah. But you see like how like it's not, there's no simple answer and no, no matter what side of the fence you are uh, politically, ideologically, there's no win. No. <laughs> there just isn't. So, um, speaking of hospitals, uh, I've been vaccinated. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was fortunate enough to get early access because I volunteer. As an emergency services Volunteer in the person? fire department. And it's funny because I got the phone call in the link. Yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared to make this decision yet. Oh, wow. It's not that I wouldn't have got it. Uh, um, first dose, right? First dose. Yeah, okay. I booked my second dose. Um, What'd you get? Pfizer. There you go. Which, right, is it's funny, too, because when talking to people, they're like, oh, that's the good one, right? And they're like, if I get, like, an option, but they offer me AstraZeneca, I'm going to decline and wait until they offer me Pfizer. I don't think you have to make that decision anymore. I think Health Canada put a stop on that one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I could be wrong. Was that the one? The, that's the blood clot The blood clot one. Yeah. one, yeah. Did they put a stop on that? I think they're still doing tests on it. Are they? Okay. 
But uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty seamless. Uh, first dose was administered at the Ross. You enter in, they check you in. You go up to the mezzanine where, yeah, yeah. You, and you kind of work around the mezzanine, and you come down the other stairwell. Um, so totally one way in. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, way yeah. In, exactly yeah. right. And you I, will not be exiting the same way you came in. No, which oh, I cool. thought was good. You're not coming back across. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and it looked from me standing in line and. And seeing definitely that was a uh, first responder or healthcare sure. push. Yeah, yeah. Saw lots of guys in from the fire department. Saw lots some, of people under the age of sixty. Yeah, <laughs> saw lots of. I saw some um, community care people. I saw yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of police officers. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Everyone they're reaching out to people that are accessing people and things like that. So yeah, took it in my left arm, and other than. Maybe a little abnormal uh, soreness or yep. longer soreness. Yep. No itchiness, no hives, no cool. nothing. So yeah, and then um, booked my second dose for July, and yeah. they're doing it through uh, a drive-through at the fairgrounds. Oh, so we're going back to the fairgrounds. So uh, I just pull up the day I'm getting it, make sure my arm hangs out the window. They jab me. They told cool. me. Park for 15 minutes and then get Yeah, it. yeah, so that you don't wig out while yeah. you're sitting there and, uh, on the road. Yeah, and get out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is good. Um, both my parents have now been stuck, so that's well, good. They're, they're age appropriate. How do they feel? My, they must feel pretty good. Yeah, about yeah, my dad, yeah. So, my dad's uh, certainly um, high, right? He's autoimmune. Oh, um, right. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So, he had no problem getting it. Plus, he's old. Sure. So, and, and then, they didn't learn medicine from the Jenny McCarthy school. Right. Um, <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. And then my mom had an opportunity. I think she made like to me. It felt like she got in a little early because she's she got it before. I think that next age group sure, dropped. Yeah. I don't know if that was a phone call to their doctor or whatever. Or, but yeah, didn't get done together. But she has been done. So the that household is taken care of. Well, so good. yeah. Your folks must be uh, fairly close to the to the cutoff, are they? Yeah, they're close. Are they? I uh, don't know that they're going to get it yet, though. They're not <laughs> sure. They're on the fence, eh? Yep. Oh, that's fair. Well, let it, them know. if I'll let them know if I grow a tail. All right. <laughs> it is a personal choice. And I mean, I would never tell you what to do, but I'll judge you for it silently. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've been a firm believer that I lick uh, enough doorknobs and eat a lot of dirt hey. that I, right? I, I haven't got a flu shot <laughs> probably in 20 years. I've seen, a, as you know, I, I belong to several veteran groups, of course, online. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's the meme that keeps coming up with the, uh, the porta potty. And it's like, if you know, if you use this, you're immune to everything. Right. Those types of memes. And I, I laugh at them, but I did work in healthcare. And, uh, if it's offered to me, I am a hundred percent going to take it. Yeah. So that, that kind of brings me to another thing that just came up and like, hey, no surprise that it's come out that the COVID vaccine may become an annual vaccine like the flu shot. Did you hear about that? I have not. Yeah, that's in the last week or so. So, so are they saying that its longevity is not as good as... Cause right, uh, I don't think so. I think it's more probably along the... Uh, the pathology of a disease, right? Whereas the whereas influenza mutates annually, right? The idea is that you are combating it annually. I just don't understand. And I'm not smart enough to even understand. I don't understand how we can get the MMR when we're oh, like th- like three months old, and or, you're good for life, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they talk about sometimes needing a a booster shot of it yeah. sometimes because you actually get talking about things. Yep. And then there's people like. Um, I mean, right? I guess we all got the chicken pox. Um, yes, what is definitely it? did. Measles, mumps, and rubella. Rubella, yeah. right? So not chicken pox. Is there a chicken pox vaccine? Chicken pox vaccine, there is, um, but that doesn't mean that you won't later get uh, shingles. Shingles as right. an adult. But uh, and there, my loving wife, she's never had chicken pox. Never, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever. Oh, well, let's fingers crossed for her that. Yeah. Nothing but uh, yeah, other than uh, we were the the cause of the great 2002 chicken pock breakout in Calgary and Ontario. Why? Because you t- took the kids with you. Yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> bud. Uh, flew <laughs> flew out to Calgary. Kid number one broke out the day after. Wow. And uh, <laughs> flew home, and the next kid broke out the day after we got home. Wow. 
and the Scott's phone number is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm past. Uh, yeah. There's got to be a statute of limitation there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, right, we were staying in hotels and Michelle was pregnant at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like they were like, went and saw the hospital and they're like, oh, well, <laughs> you're kind of in a unique situation where you're going to be near them. And she still didn't get it. So, no. I mean amazes me and then they uh i think they were kind enough to they were actually going to test her immune system for it um while we yep. while we were there and yep she still had a fairly high immunity to it so yeah what do we think about these uh protests or as uh some people call them these uh, super spreader events you know what we're grocery shopping in yep. um peterborough yeah and we're usually coming in through uh buckhorn on saturdays and yeah, there's sure. been a uh, no lockdown or anti-mask protest or whatever sure, sure. every day in front of Peterborough City Hall. And they want you to honk their horn for them. And I just drive through and shake my head. And I mean, they all seem to be super, they just look like the kind of people that if it wasn't this. It'd be something else. They'd be complaining about big banks or oh, they'd okay. be complaining about, you know, secret cities in the sewers or. Right, right. Or Joe Biden's, Biden's eyes. The Ninja Turtles are real. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, it's that percentage. I haven't seen anyone that I would deem in my circle of friends. Yep. That's that I would accredit that if they sat me down and talked to me and could sell me on it, that like if my dad sat down and said, you know what, Scotty, I think, yeah. and you know, I think my dad's a smart guy and right. But nobody like that. I know yep. has said anything other than, you know what, toe the line, wear a mask. Yeah. So to me, they're just a bunch of yahoos looking to get run over. You know me, right? I mean, uh, and this is me like, and I wear multiple hats, right? I mean, you can't, I'm not in the army anymore, but you'll never take the army 100% out of me. I don't work in healthcare anymore, but you'll never get all of that out of me. So I look at it this way. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you do, it's your choice. But even if you are 100% against anti-mask, there's this little thing in, in healthcare that we call best practice. And best practice says if it doesn't actually harm you, is there really anything wrong with doing it if it might help somebody else, even just in the slightest fractal of the percentage? Really? Yeah. So, you know, and then, of course, the army guy means like, whatever you want me to do, I'll just fucking do it because that's what's expected of me. Right. Yeah. Never mind, you know, like <laughs> so much for societal norms. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, me personally, not a big fan of the protests. You know, I, I support your right to protest. I don't necessarily support what you are protesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, every time somebody's protested, it only seems to get in my interfere with my daily routine. Like if they're blocking yep. the road. I got an appointment on the other side of that uh, roadblock. Yeah, it's yeah. like, listen, fuckers, you're in my way. Yep. Get out. I don't well, don't care what you're doing. If you're yep. protesting s school closures or programs or whatever, I just know I got a doctor's appointment with my pregnant wife and Lindsay, and you're going to make me fucking late. The only time I did, uh, so b being in that situation, the only time where I was like supportive was I was still in the army and the federal public service workers would go on strike every year. And, uh, you know, it was, <laughs> they, they kind of told us, they're like, whatever you do when you're coming to work in the morning, if there's a picket line and they won't let you through, just be patient. Eventually they will, you know, don't try to put your way through because no matter what you think about that, when they get a raise, we get a raise because <laughs> we're public service workers right. too. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little different. Yeah. 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 You're just, a, you can't yeah. strike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently there hasn't been a raise. They just got a big raise in the military with a bunch of back pay too. So nice. there hadn't been a, a pay raise in something like eight years or something. Right. So, so uh, Andy, you were talking about uh, somebody protesting. Yeah, yeah there was a protester. protest uh, yesterday on April 10th in Barrie. Uh, on Bayfield Street, this man was seen with a sign that said Trudeau's a traitor on one side and Doug Ford's an idiot on the other. Oh, boy. But he was sporting only a G-string. <laughs> And was he protesting alone? He was protesting alone, socially distant, and all responsible like. So, do you think his state of dress made him alone? <laughs> Maybe kept him socially couldn't, distant. Couldn't find anyone else wanted to strap on their g-string and go out. Yeah. Well, the principle of it is that uh, clothes have been deemed non-essential this go around. Oh boy! So he was protesting that. 
Really? Clothing is no longer essential. Interesting. Well, I know a workaround for that. <laughs> Didn't we just talk about that? We did. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, right, this is the thing is like, if you're deemed an essential worker, so you work in retail. Or uh, trades. Gr- trades or grocery store. So yeah. let's use the grocery store. Sure, sure. So young kid at Sobeys has to go to work. He's deemed essential. What's that kid wearing on his legs? Pants. Pants. Where's he going to buy his pants, Wes? Well, I would hope that he would go and get himself a decent pair of work pants from somewhere that sold some workwear. Right. And some of them aren't aren't even work pants. Some of them are just dockers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this is the thing is is right. It's like, oh, workwear is essential. Well, who Clothing. are you, who are you <laughs> to tell somebody what to wear to work? So in if you've been deemed you work at um a brewery, which I believe breweries have been deemed essential. Here, here. Cheers, cheers. As I take a sip. Um, so who's to say what I get to wear when I work? At, I'm sure a brewery has a fairly lenient dress code. So you could be wearing track pants, jeans. I bet you they don't. I bet you a big brewery probably has very strict. Right? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Cause right, because they're working with heat. Food production. Yeah. They'd have to be covered probably, you know, arms and legs. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, there you go. But uh, as I say, right, everybody's different. And then, you know, what you get to wear and what you're not wearing, you know, maybe not everybody wears Carhartt pants or mechanics pants. Maybe some people just wear plain old regular blue jeans. Yeah, maybe. And it's like, okay, I I need blue jeans to go to work. Okay, well, we can sell you blue jeans to go to work. But yeah, it's, it's such an interesting thing that, you know, where you were saying that clothing has been deemed non essential. I also saw the article. I couldn't find it here to fact check it, but the yeah. uh, Sue to be due lady, and I believe it was at a Walmart, um, which everybody, you know, anyone that's had a child knows that you, they, you have to show the hospital your car seat. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Before you're allowed to take your child home. That's right. So this lady was trying to buy her first newborn car, newborn car yeah. seat so she could go to the hospital, have a child, and take it home. Take their baby home. And they have deemed car seats non-essential. There's got to be an exemption for this kind of shit. Right. And to me, in listening to the story and putting it together and haphazardly, that they, I guess the lady argued it enough yep. that the store called the police to have her removed. What? Yeah. Can you say she is going to end up with a free car seat and a year's worth of diapers? She's going to get Walmart for life or oh something. Oh, my God. Right? To, but this is the problem is- Was that a Walmart in Canada? I don't know. And this is, oh. I, as I say, I did not, I wasn't able to find the article again to fact check it. So if certainly um, make a comment or yeah, uh, yeah. a link when this goes up, if you saw the article or link the article so we can fact check it. But- uh, I mean, it's a tough sell, but but there's a manager of, you know, whatever, you know, a $10 million store, $20 million store that's been told, these are the aisles you can keep open. These are the aisles you're going to close. That's somebody who can't see the forest through the trees. Do you know what I mean? They're so rigid in their interpretation of the rules that they forget the spirit of the rule. Yeah. Oh. But and to me, I would have thought anything with children or infants would have been deemed as soon as the pregnant lady shows up and says i'm about to deliver in the next few weeks yep what do you need yeah i'll go and get it for you yeah that's what it boils down to and to to me you're creating a customer for life instead of a lawsuit for months that's ridiculous but i mean that's i this is the problem is is interpretation of of the rules and what what and as i say everyone's taking you know, what I deem as essential is not necessarily what you deem as essential. No, I mean, the whole toy thing. How are toys not essential when they contribute to somebody's wellness, their mental wellness? Yes. Right? Like, I, I can't argue that, you know, certainly for, for kids who play. And, Here's and an play. orange and a piece of coal, you miserable little yeah. fucker. Happy birthday. <laughs> play and play patterns are important to kids in the formative years, right? And they're already saying that, yeah. you know, the kids have struggled this year anyway oh, yeah, with time. just the change and, you know, just even the patterns and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd hate to be a kid at any stage of their education at this point because I can't imagine how 
disruptive it's been to education models. Oh, it's been good for uh, our household. Uh, George is <laughs> doing very well with the 22-day Ockmester. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Some percentiles are sitting high, so we're very happy yeah. with her yeah, absorption yeah. level. I feel for I feel sorry for like you know we have a have a stepchild in post secondary who is basically training in a uh, in a service industry. So I mean, her her training as an esthetician has essentially you know been gutted by not being able to go hands on with anybody except family. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like no, exactly because right there, your education is exactly it's it's a service industry which has been closed. So how are you to work on anyone else? Right. Yeah, so that's kind of where it is. Well, gentlemen, is there anything else we want to cover before we uh, wrap this one up? I got the Doug Ford bill. Oh, yeah. Tell me about we got to talk about that one because that one is awesome. So a restaurant owner has sent Doug Ford a bill for $431 for two kegs of beer. Yeah, yeah. Did you so, get the backstory on that? I did get the backstory. Uh, Michael Hunter, co-owner of the Antler Kitchen and Bar in West End, Toronto, sent the invoice for the two kegs they purchased after being told that restaurants would be allowed yeah. to be open on their patios. Yes. But after buying it, they tapped the keg and were told, no, you're getting locked back down. Yeah. And once the keg is tapped, it's got a limited shelf yeah. life. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that one the other day and I thought, oh, what a kick in the pants that is. But And again, this is the thing is, right, is, you know, did this current lockdown, was this peer pressure? I don't know. Or, you know, because he was sure that it was just a, you know, a stay at home or a reset or whatever yeah, he was calling yeah. it. The right? emergency break. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, no, we're back to lockdown. I know uh, Kim's made an observation and, and we quite often will watch his addresses and something that Kim's pointed out. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the last couple that he has gone up for, does he look kind of scared when he's standing there in front of that camera? <sighs> like he looks frazzled. In the yeah. Like... <laughs> As I say, you don't need to be the smartest guy to run the province. You just need to listen yeah. to your yeah. experts. And the, But that's what he said he was going to do. Like, I'm going to take the advice of the chief medical yeah. officer of Ontario. Well, the chief medical officer of Ontario is probably going to lean towards, you know. Closures. What the science says. But man, does money talk. I, it's, it's hard, right? And yeah. Lobby groups and yep. super spreader events and, you know. Protests on Parliament Hill, or sorry, at uh, Queen's Park. Man. Yeah. At the end of the day, for his job, he just wants to get revoted. That's going to be interesting come he the next election two, cycle. He wants to be a two-term, two-term premier. Two-term premier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, I think uh, I think that's it for me here in the barbershop. But, uh, you know, if you guys got any uh, interesting COVID stories or horror stories, we'd love to hear them. So, uh Hit us up on our social media with uh, any of your comments when this uh, when this goes out. And of course, if you guys are interested in uh, participating in the show, we want to hear from you. So don't forget to uh, reach out and uh, let us know what's up. Stay safe. All right, guys. That's it for me. See you later, Wes. All right, Scotty. Bye. Cheers, Andy. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for hanging with us at the Barbershop. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our shenanigans. Hanging at the Barbershop is a Sawcast production.